0: Help me to make Kip your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. Welcome back to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. Thank you, thank you so much, Kingdom Influencing Nation. Thank you, Kip Nation, for all of your support down through the years. We are coming up close to the 100th episode of the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I am grateful. I never thought that I would get to this place. I would never forget starting uh, back in 2021 with my first podcast, talking about the Punch Bowl, and now being where we are today and growing and growing this podcast uh, in the United States and in the nations. And I'm grateful to God for you and for all of your help if you have shared this podcast with your friends and families and your networks. Uh, you have subscribed to this podcast and you are helping to get the gospel out around the world and I appreciate you so very, very much. Listen, I also want to thank you again for your purchase of my book, uh, "Press into the Power, A Journey to Healing and Breakthrough. Uh, many of you have gone online uh, and you purchased it at Barnes and Nobles and uh, CBD, Christian Book Distributors, uh, Amazon, Coxbury Press. Thank you so very, very much. I pray that you take a minute after you've read the book to go into any one of those platforms and write a review. That would be a tremendous blessing. I need to get 50 reviews uh, so you can help me with that. And I'm counting on you to help me with that. And again, I appreciate you. Today, I want to talk about something that I have not talked about uh, on this podcast and really was kind of on my heart today because we live in turbulent times, very difficult times, very uh, arduent times. I mean, this is those times uh, that Charles Dickens wrote about, the best of times and yet the worst of times, and it's just something that we have to prepare for and something we need to be in sync with, but even as believers, There's never a time where we don't need to be refreshed and reminded, uh, refreshed and reminded of what it is that God has called us to do. uh, Because at some point we want to move from just being uh, an agitator in the spirit to a disruptor in the spirit. We want to move from just the call of ministry to the purpose of ministry. But before we get there, there are some basic tenets and premises that we need to rest on, that we need to stand on in order to grow in our ministry development. And I want to talk to people who maybe never had this talk about how do you grow and what do you do after you get saved? What do you do after you receive Jesus Christ in your life as your Lord and Savior? You've joined a church potentially. um, But what do you do? Well, the first thing that I would suggest that you do from a practical experience is spend some time getting to know God. Now, how do you do that? Of course, there are two ways, essentially. One is through prayer, because as God begins to answer your prayers, as God begins to speak to you through prayer, you will begin to see that he is not some kind of esoteric God uh, way over there somewhere who's not concerned or nor does he care about what's going on in your life, but that he's really endeared to you. And when he says in his word that he'll never leave you nor forsake you, he is not messing around. That is not just a term in the Bible uh, that we can throw around lightly. He is Emmanuel, God with us. He is always with us. And when you receive Jesus Christ into your life, your Lord and Savior, he entered us through the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit by which we are sealed unto the day of redemption. In other words, we cannot be possessed by any demon from that day forward. Uh, You may be oppressed, but never again possessed uh, because you have been sealed. And that means the day sealed unto the day of redemption literally means sealed unto the return of Christ until you are redeemed by Christ. And and that is a promise that will never be broken. So um, it is... A wonderful wonderful thing to walk under the grace of Almighty God knowing that we're sealed into the day of redemption so prayer is one of the things you begin with and prayer can be uh, dialogue with God simple dialogue with God but your prayer life increases as you learn the scripture the more you know about scripture the stronger your prayers will be because you know what to ask God you see. The scripture contains the will of the Father. And when you ask God anything according to his will, it will be done. So what we don't want to do is manufacture our prayers based on our personal needs and desires only. And never have the opportunity to pray the will of God, the focus of God, the determination of God in the earth. What it is that God wants to see happening amongst his children So we want to read the word and we want to learn the word. But specifically, more specifically, we want to learn what is the will of God. So prayer and the study of God's word go hand in hand. So uh, where do I start? Where do I start? Okay, Here's, here's I get asked that question all the time. I tell people to start in the gospels. There are four gospels three of them are called synoptic gospels the synoptic gospels have reoccurring stories told from different vantage points by different writers but it is the same jesus and the same basic story the same basic narrative uh told from a different vantage point okay depending on who the audience was that they were trying to speak to not going to go into details today but just this is an overview Then there's the book of John. The book of John tells you who Jesus is. The book of John is one of the gospels. It is the last gospel, but it is the gospel that I tell people to start with. Start with the book of John so that you have an idea of who Jesus is, why Jesus came, and what Jesus expects of us until uh, uh, we return to him in heaven who Jesus is, uh, why Jesus came, and what Jesus expects of us. And that's a critical, 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 critical book. I would start there. Once I've read that book, I would go back once or twice. I would go back and read Matthew. Then I would read Mark. And then I would read Luke. And I would read John one last time. This will help you to establish a strong foundation for prayer, and for Christian living. Okay? A Christian, watch this, the word, the terminology Christian, symbolizes this, or means this, a Christian is a follower of Jesus the Christ. Jesus the Christ. Okay? Um, If we are following Jesus Christ, there's no way that we can typically follow him if we don't know him. And so, Generally speaking, the bulk of his life is contained between the book of Matthew through to the end of the book of John. Now, of course, he's talked about in other parts of the Bible in both Old and New Testaments, but to know his life. Because in all actuality, you're not trying to emulate preachers or ministers or evangelists or prophets or teachers or pastors we should be trying to emulate the lifestyle of Jesus Christ. Jesus made it a practice of understanding this one thing that took me years to understand but he says it in John 17 my father and I are one and I would that you would be one with us as my father and I are one. So it is The desire of Jesus that we would learn to follow his father and not to operate outside of the will of his father, but to know what the will is and then to cooperate with the will of God in our lives. That brings God glory. Now that's easier said than done because we're constantly being infiltrated and our minds are cluttered by a lot of the things that are going on in the world today. I totally get it, but we also have to be clear on the fact that God wants us to follow him and him alone, and that we need to serve him and serve him alone. This is not a a serve by committee. This is a serve based on, God, this is what you say. This is what we're supposed to do. And this is how we're supposed to manifest what you told us to do in the earth. That's the way this thing goes. It's called a divine initiative. A long time ago, uh, my spiritual father, Bishop Von McLaughlin, taught us this. And it was one of the greatest manifestations of, of scriptural understanding and interpretation that I could ever get. And it's so simple, but yet so profound. When you read the Bible, you will see the greatest Uh, uh, people in the Bible based on not just biblical accomplishment, but biblical obedience are the men and women of God who found out what it means to be tuned into the voice of God and to listen to that voice and to walk in obedience to that voice so that everything they did fell under the guise of his divine authority. When, when, your actions fall under the guise of divine authority, it is called a divine initiative. In other words, what you do was initiated by the voice or the words of God. And not only is it a divine initiative, but then heaven has equity, equity behind everything that God says and everything that God told you to do. So when Abraham got up, He didn't just get up and go to Canaan. He was told by God to get up and go to Canaan. And I will make your name great. Uh, Abraham was told by God to, I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Noah was told by God to build an ark. It wasn't something that he initiated. It was a divine initiative. All of the men and women of God who are truly being used by God were given specific things to do that only they could do. Gideon was raised up by God. He did not raise himself up. Moses was raised up by God. He did not raise himself up. Jesus was raised up by God. He did not raise himself up. Hannah was raised by God. She did not just raise herself up. We have to understand Mary, did not just raise herself up and do what she wanted to do nor that her cousin elizabeth and we can go on and on and find hundreds of biblical characters who had an interaction with god and we can have interactions with god just because we're in a modern digital era does not mean that god has lost his voice and or his presence god is still with us god still speaks to us god speaks to us through scripture god speaks to us through dreams God can speak to us audibly. God is not limited in his interpretation or ability to communicate with his people. It is our inability to hear God that limits God. So God is here daily desiring to spend time with us. And we ought to take advantage of the fact that he wants to spend time with us. So again, when you get saved, the first thing you want to do is begin to develop a prayer life. I would, again I would start with reading the gospel starting with the book of John then I would read Matthew then I read Mark then I read Luke then I read up and through the end of the New Testament. You may not understand everything, but take your time. This is not a marathon. You don't have to read the Bible in a year. Take your time, read through the scripture, learn the context, and, and it takes time. You, there are levels of context and you learn it as you go. The more you read it, the more you learn. As some of it is not based on the scripture changing. It's your growth patterns and your development patterns that help you to understand things better because you've gone through some empirical experiences that open your eyes to the realities of life. All right. After you've read the New Testament, you go back, you start with the Old Testament, you read through the Old Testament. All the while you're developing a more fortified and fertile prayer life, a prayer life that's consistent with the will of God. The third thing that I would do is make sure that you have a good church home. If you are not under a good pastor, good teaching, sound doctrine, you need to do that. It's one thing. It's great to listen online. It's great to listen to my podcast and other podcasts. It's great to utilize YouTube. It's great to watch the uh, reels on Instagram and, and Facebook and so on and so forth. But it's nothing like the move of God that happens when a people, a corporate people, come together under the auspices of the name of Jesus Christ, under the bloodstained banner of our God, and there is a move that can only happen in a corporate setting. There are some things that you will never experience by yourself at home, and then there are a couple of things you will experience by yourself, but there are some things corporately that we can never experience unless we find a good worship center, a good worship, a place of worship, good church, uh, good fellowship, good teaching, because it's not just that you need the fellowship and you need the teaching, but people need what you have as well. It is an iron sharpening, iron reaping and sowing uh, type of experience, and we just need to follow suit. Uh, we should not Just separate ourselves from the church specifically, excuse me, specifically as we see the last days approaching, make sure that we are getting into the church and making sure we are part of it. Now, when you go to church, let me give you some things to look for. One, do not look for perfection. There's no such thing as a perfect church. There's no such thing as a perfect pastor. There's no such thing as a perfect people. A matter of fact, you may see some people that you have uh, partied with or, or used to hang out with. In the church, but remember the church is a, uh, uh, a resting place, if you will, for sin sick people. Uh, people who need Jesus and people who need Jesus and are coming into the knowledge of Jesus are not in their state of perfection. None of us reach, none of us reach perfection until we leave this earth. So do not look for perfection. Listen to the word of God. Hear what the, the pastor, he or she is saying to you. Write it down. If you can, it'll help you to retain what was said and you use it to grow thereby. Because if you're studying at home and you're getting a word at church, usually those words will mirror each other. They will match each other. They will merge to help you get a greater understanding of what God is saying in your life. And so church will be a place of confirmation for you. It'll be a place of direction for you. It'll be a place where you can work out your salvation in fear and trembling so it's not just being saved. It's now loving God uh, with your whole heart, mind, and soul, loving your neighbor as yourself. And what better place to embrace your neighbor than in the church? Uh, Lastly, you want to now look at your uh, marketplace uh, job, the place that you work, the place of employment a little differently. You must begin to see yourself. As a light shining in dark places, eventually you may grow to a perspective where you are actually pastoring the people that are on your job indirectly, not as a church, but speaking the word of life into them, praying for them, uh, encouraging them, building them up in the areas of their weakness, and, and helping them to get to a fuller and more robust relationship with Christ as your relationship with Christ grows. So these are the things that we should do when we first get saved. Uh, and, and we could talk about giving and joining ministries, but that's you, you can give right off the bat. But joining ministries, you ought to wait a little bit, grow a little bit, and then make sure that you're seeking the face of God. God, what ministry do you want me to be a part of? Okay, no ministry or this ministry or these two ministries, and then you go forth. To do what God has called you to do Again, do not perf- expect perfection So if something happens out of the What you would call Order of Christendom Do not leave the church Quit the church If something If the pastor falls uh, These things happen We must stay Unless God tells us to go We pray through this As mature people Loving God with our whole heart Mind and soul And knowing that God Is going to make a way Out of no way Because when we We said when we fall short, we need someone there to pray for us, okay? All right, listen. Hey, I love you guys. I hope this has been helpful. I hope this has been beneficial. I hope you can share it with new converts. If you have new converts at your church, or you have people that are just joining the church for the first time, I think this will be a viable uh, uh, podcast or, or uh, at least a teaching class that will get them a solid foundation and help them to begin on their way to growing in the things of God. Hey, you have been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And may God bless you. And remember, go and influence the nations.